Amen. You know what? I want to share something with you this morning. I was, me and Janice was talking yesterday about the presence of the Holy Ghost in the church. You know, I, I don't want this church to denounce or have any way of not including the Holy Ghost in, in our services, okay? Uh, the Holy Ghost has to be the presence of God ministering to his people, be able to do what he's supposed to do, manifest his power. I was listening to some preachers the other day, and, you know, they sounded all right. And it was all, you know, I agree with them on some things. But when they started saying things like, well, this brother's a such and such, but he, he, he has never received the Holy Ghost. Uh, my problem with that is how can you do what God said without the Holy Ghost? Come on, somebody. Without the power of God and the presence of God in the church, operating and changing lives, if there's no Holy Ghost, there's no God. Now, we're talking, yes, and Janice was right. She said, a lot of times people, what they do, they know how to talk. They, 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 they're trained speakers. They, even in the Christian church, they have a philosophy. They, have, they teach a doctrine. They know how to speak what they learned. And they're eloquent. They use fancy words. They use the Hebrew. They use a lot of things. And my thing is, if the Holy Spirit is not in what they're doing, then God is not in what they're doing. Even if it sounds right. Now, I know that might get somebody angry, maybe, you know, listening on the internet and stuff. When the Holy Ghost is not present, y'all, to teach us. What is the Holy Ghost? He's the teacher. Come on, somebody. If you're, you're claiming to teach the Word of God without the Holy Ghost, then you're not God's teacher. Does that make sense? I'm going to show you something in Acts chapter 1 and verse 8. And you can turn there for a minute if you want. My main goal, if I can't be a teacher led by the Spirit and empowered by the Spirit, then doubtless I'm a man of God to, or teacher of the Lord. You know, you know, as you go on as a Christian, even as a minister, as a pastor, even lately, and I look at things based on what he taught us in the Word, okay? Preachers go to colleges and they go to Bible college. Nothing wrong with that. They, te they, they taught the Word of God. That's good. But I, I don't hear much other than Brother Swagger and them talk about the Holy Ghost. Come on, turn the TV on and radio on and, 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 and God, kind of look through and watch these ministers. They got good doctrine. Come on, somebody. They can explain what they believe. They're taught to say things a certain way. And very eloquently and very, you know, you know, very, very smart men. But is that what the church has become? A bunch of eloquent preachers? Where is the Holy Ghost? Come on, somebody, where is the Holy Ghost? I don't know about you, and I guess that's why I don't spend much time listening to too much people or preachers. Like they said, the only thing that we listen to, I'll be honest with you, and I'm not saying they're perfect, but Brother Swagger did them. And the reason why, 
It's because they don't disclude the death of Jesus and they don't disclude the Holy Ghost. None of that. They're ministering on that very frequently lately. And I appreciate that because it's not being taught today. Nobody's running up to receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Nobody's running up to accept the, the Spirit of God in their lives. I'm just comfortable being a, a, a casual Christian. I don't want all that stuff. And, and, and it's almost on the borderline in saying, listen, if you can't have the Holy Ghost, you can't have God. Uh-oh. <laughs> I want to go to heaven. And I want to, you know, I, I want to be saved. Oh, that's, that's where it starts. But what about after? Well, I'm just going to go to church and let Brother Lanny or Brother so-and-so sing to me or whatever, and I'm going to be happy with that. There's something wrong with that. If that desire, man, I feel the Holy Ghost. If that desire is not to grow in, in the grace and the power of God's Spirit, then there's something wrong. You know, when I, when I got baptized in the Holy Ghost, listen, I didn't run up and down this thing. That sometimes it's just a, a sovereign thing. You're by yourself, and God just moves over you, and you feel the power of God. You feel the glory of God in your life. And you know what? This morning I was praying, and I, was, I hadn't heard from God a couple of days. This morning I heard from him. And you know, God is trying to teach us we have to depend on the spirit of, of, the, of the Holy Ghost. you got to depend on the Holy Ghost to pray. Come on, somebody. you gotta, you got to depend on the Holy Ghost to worship. You got to depend on the Holy Ghost to comfort you. Jesus said, I, I, I'm going away, but I'm going to send another comforter. Why is the church people so messed up in this, in this, in this world, in this country? Because we don't explain the Holy Spirit right out of the church. Oh, he don't do that today. Miracles, that was with the apostles. That died off with the apostles. I want to ask you a question. If what they needed... To start the church is what God founded it on. Why don't we need it today? Oh, we got fancy preachers, y'all. We got, we got fancy singers. We can bring in the best of the best. We have our programs, you know, our different systems in the church now. So we don't need the Holy Ghost messing that up. <laughs> Come on, somebody. <laughs> Listen, I want the Holy Ghost. I want the power of God in my life. I want to see him move and change my life. If you think you can change without the Holy Spirit, you're, you're wrong. You're deceived. Okay. <laughs> what did Jesus teach us? Okay. Now, listen, I can say all this this morning. If I can't back it up with what Jesus said then I'm a liar, all right? Okay, this is the beginning of the church. The book of Acts is the beginning of the church. It's the establishing of the Pentecostal Protestant, you know, faith. The Catholic church was not the first church. Come on, somebody. When it gets me, oh, the Catholic church was the first church. It was not the first church. Peter was not the first pope. The Catholic Church didn't come till about 500 years after this event. How could Peter be the pope, first pope? <laughs> but you see, that's what people, you see, you can tell people that kind of stuff. 
As long as you don't know what this book says, you can, blow, you can do whatever you want with, with people. You can lie to them and deceive them and tell them uh, uh, Jesus lived on the moon. They believe it. Because they don't have the foundation of the word of God planted by the Holy Spirit. The book of Acts is called the Acts of the Apostles. I personally should think it should be called the Acts of the Holy Spirit or the Holy Ghost. Because this is the first event where the Holy Spirit moved into man. Come on, someone. Or he moved on prophets and he moved on, you know, special. But no, not everybody could receive it before this event. Come on, somebody. Because before this event, it was just, it was just for certain people, certain prophets. But now Jesus rose from the dead. Now he's sending his spirit. And he tells the disciples, I'm sorry, chapter uh, 1, verse 8. But you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And you shall be witnesses. Come on, somebody. How could you preach? <laughs> or how could you be a witness without the Holy Ghost? Well, I'm, I'm going to tell him what my pastor said. <laughs> Come on, somebody. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to tell him what brother so-and-so and sister so-and-so said. I'm going to tell him what I read in a book. You, you have to be filled with the power of God to be able to be a witness and a testimony. Yep. When you get up in here and sing, Yvette, when y'all get up there, if there's not a, the Spirit of God there, then you're you just singing a good song. If I'm up here to preach and it doesn't make a difference, if I'm just here to say words, then it's a waste of time. I can come up and write words. You, you ever saw the president or, or some of these leaders? They don't never say what they think. They say what's written for them, right? They put it up and they, they, a writer writes all their speeches for them. I'm sorry, that's in the modern church. Because preachers are, are getting sermons written for them. They get them on the online. They don't go to God. Come on, somebody. They have it written, planned out. They're going to say it just like it was written. They don't preach, my God, from the power of God. They preach from the, the word of man and the wisdom of man. Does that make sense? You shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. The disciples were already saved. People say, well, they got, they got the Holy Ghost when they received Jesus. They were already saved. Jesus said, wait till you be endured from power from on high. Listen, I'm going to read a little bit after a while. A very scary story in the Bible. About when God moves out. When God moves out, man's wisdom and man's philosophies and man's ways move in. The Holy Ghost is not there, so we have to make up our own Holy Ghost. We have to make up our own system. That's why you got all them false doctrines today. That's why you got all those, those people that are saying, well, uh, uh, Joseph Smith saw an angel, told him such and such, and, and this one told such and such, and the Jehovah's Witness have a this one, this one said this. And, 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 you know, and I go back to what Paul said, if an angel... Come unto you 
and preach any other gospel which you've not received from us, let him be a curse. Come on, somebody. If it don't come out of this book, if it don't come out of the word, he's a liar. Now, I'm going to get people mad, probably listen to me on the internet. Listen, you can get mad all you want. I didn't write this. He wrote it. And as a minister of the gospel, I'm to tell you what Jesus said, right? This is not the gospel according to Lanny. (laughs) This is the gospel according to the Holy Spirit, right? So when a man starts teaching you things contrary to what this book says, he's a liar. When he starts saying, well, the miracles are done away with, show me that in the Bible. Show me where it's been done away with. Jesus said, do works that I do, but greater works shall you do, because I go unto the Father. Well, that was for the disciples. Well, I read in the Bible, some, the, not the original ones, some of the disciples, like, like you know, Stephen and, and all these other people, they, they were all men of God, filled with the Holy Ghost, doing mighty signs. And Paul was not an original apostle. Many miracles happened through Paul's Listen, I could go on and on and on. Where the Holy Spirit is not allowed to move, God is not going to move. And listen, you, you ever <laughs> sat down and went through Christian TV? And look at the glamour that's presented on that screen. Oh, man, I mean, the pianos they're playing cost more than my whole house. Some of them got some thrones, man. You, you think they're God. Sitting like, like, like they're, they're the supreme. You know what I'm saying? There's, listen, we need some good old-fashioned preachers that will come out of their thrones and preach the gospel. Preach the Holy Ghost. Listen, I'm a Holy Ghost preacher. The day I ever say we don't need the Holy Ghost, I'm leaving here. Because I'd be useless. Come on, somebody. Because if God is not allowed to move in my life, in my heart, start with Lenny. Start with me. As the pastor of this church, I'm responsible for re- receiving from the Holy Spirit, for being empowered, so I can share with you the Word of God, so I can help you to grow in the Lord. That's my job. I'm not to be sitting on a throne. I'm not to be exalted myself like some of these guys do and women do. It's not about Lenny Hayes. It's not about you. It's not about... So it's about Jesus. We're to preach Jesus. Well, you know, I use brother so-and-so's this and sister so-and-so's. And and listen, I got got one book I preach out. I'm going to be honest. I'm not against books. (laughs) Don't don't boogie rice books. That's not what I'm saying. I'm against preaching anything opposite from this book. All right? When we're going to open up purpose-driven life and say, this is the gospel now for us. Throw it away. It ain't God. When we're going to open the shack, that, move, that, that thing, I, I, I've heard it, it's more, so, it's more uh, humanism than anything else. We're going to use other books other than the gospel and start quoting from other books that other than the, than the gospel. We've got a problem. Now listen, before you throw stones at me, <laughs> they got men that write great books. Men that spend hours, days, years, their lives devoted to writing for the Lord. But if it's of the Holy Ghost, it won't contradict this. All right? It will never try to explain scriptures away. There's a man that wrote a book, and he wasn't a Christian. His name was Charlie Lau. 
He wrote a book, The Principles of Geology. And what he did deceived this till today. Our kids in the public schools are deceived by this very lie. He looked at the layers of the earth, and out of his head, he said, this was so much millions of years old. This was so much millions of years old. This was so much beings. Out of his head, he pulled numbers out of his head, and they call that science. You know what he said? He said, we need to take creation away from Moses. You know what that means? Let's stop believing what Moses wrote in the beginning. God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was right forming void and dark. Let's don't believe that no more. We got our own gospel. We're going to take that away from Moses. God explained how everything was made. God told you basically 6,000 years to 10,000 years at the most. It wasn't, and, and today they do, they do uh, what you call it, Dating stuff, uh, when they date stuff. If the, if the date don't come up with that man got out of his head, they throw it away. Carbon dating. They say it's got to line up with what that man, that communist, that atheist got out of his head. So one day he was, <laughs> they found a mammoth. <laughs> I laugh at stuff because it's stupid. They dated the front end. And the back end. And the back end was older than the front end. <laughs> By thousands of years. I said, wait a minute. I thought y'all had science to show us. That's a slow birth. <laughs> and you say something. What, but that's what we got today. Because men won't preach the gospel. You know why you got a Joe Biden in office? Because men won't preach the gospel. You know why you got communists getting ready to take over this country? Because preachers won't preach the gospel. They replaced the Holy Ghost with philosophy. They replaced the Holy Ghost with purpose-driven life and all these other books, all this other nonsense that's coming out there. We need a holy God to change our life. Come on, we need a holy gospel. This is not a happy gospel. I'm going to get off into preaching. Forgive me. This is not a fun gospel. This is not a feel-good gospel. This is not a secret-sensitive. This is a holy book the holy gospel the word holy when's the last time you heard that look go you can go look for yourself you don't have to believe me look, look at some of these preachers when's the last time you heard the word holy when's the last time you heard that word hell or even sin come on because we've made god's word of none effect through our traditions and our philosophies no fear of God anymore. You can be once saved, always saved. You can have a, listen, something's wrong. I heard a preacher say that day, and I believe him. That once saved, always saved doctrine is straight from the pits of hell. Any preacher preaches that, I don't care how good he sounds. I don't care how, how smart he sounds. I don't care how many scriptures he can quote. He's a liar. You can't live like hell and go to heaven. Come on. You can't denounce God's very word and expect to make it into glory. I believe in once saved, always saved. If, if the Bible says you're in the will of God. Love not the world, neither things are in the world. If any man loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. All that's in the world, the lust of the eye, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life is not of the Father, but of the world. But he that doeth the will of God. You go read it for yourself. In 1 John chapter 2, I think it is. 
He that doeth the will of God shall abide forever. That's the only grounds I can see you never lose it. Amen? If you're in his will. Turn with me. I can read, I'm going to just go. I can read more, but I'm going to go to 1 Samuel chapter 2 real quick. You can learn a lot from 1 Samuel. I've been reading in the last couple of days. There was a certain priest. His name was Eli. See, Eli had two sons, Hophnis and Phineas. If you look in the Greek, their names mean their names mean weakly and puny. And believe me, they were. They were they were they were controlling the temple and the functions in the temple. Women would come to the to the temple array. They'd have sex with him right out of the, in, the, in the temple. They were defying God's temple. And old Eli was told by the Lord, you put your sons before me. It's not that Eli didn't tell him it was wrong. He didn't, he didn't, he didn't distribute what the word said when, you, when it would happen. He let his sons continue doing, and it got bad. It really got bad. Samuel the prophet was a little boy when his mama Hannah brought him. If you ever read the story, I got a long time when Hannah had Samuel and she promised to give him to the Lord. And Samuel was just a boy. And God started speaking to Samuel. One night, he called his name three times. And the last, third time, Eli said, it's the Lord speaking to you, Samuel. Next time he says, calls your name, say, here I am, Lord. And boy, what the Lord told Samuel, I'm pretty sure Eli didn't want to hear. But he had to admit this was the word of the Lord. Eli had gotten it so bad that he, he was defiant. He wouldn't, do, he wouldn't correct. He wouldn't do what he was supposed to do. And basically, the temple of God had become a whorehouse. And they defied God. They defied his word. The thing that caught me the most about it is that God commanded Moses in Leviticus, in Exodus... When he was to put up the temple, there was to be, there was to be a flame burning, which represented the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit. And it was to never go out. But Eli's sons didn't care. They let the flame of God go out. There was no Holy Spirit. Come on, somebody. They were doing whatever they wanted to do. But we see, it comes to the point where God's going to judge the wickedness of man. They go to church, preachers and prophets and calling themselves. And you know what? When the Holy Ghost is not preached, and when the light of God is led to go out of the church, somebody's responsible, right? And he says here that God, was, God had prophesied, the Lord had prophesied that Phineas and Hoffman said Phineas was going to be killed. Come on. And at this time it happened, Phineas's wife was fixing to have a baby. And let me read it for you. What did I tell you? Verse 22? This is, yeah, well, chapter 2, verse 22. This is Eli, uh, the high priest. Now Eli was very old, and he heard everything his sons had did in Israel. 
and how they are laid with the women who assembled at the door of the, the temple, the tabernacle of meeting. He said to them, why do you do such things? I hear your evil, evil dwellings. I'm reading from the New King James from, from all the people, my sons. For it is not good report that I hear. You make the Lord's people to transgress. For if one sins against God, one sins against another, God will judge him. But if a man sin against the Lord, who will, who will intercede for him? Nevertheless, they did not heed. They did not heed. They did not heed to the voice of their father. What did their father do? He laid back and did nothing. Should have threw those boys out. Execute judgment on them according to the law. He didn't do it. Because he placed his sons above God. Listen, I love my children with all my heart. God forbid we put them above the Lord. When God, when God has something for you to do and telling you to do something, and when your family comes in the way, you got to make a choice. It's either, either your family or God. It's your sons or daughters or God, your husband or wife or God. Right? Who do you love the more? Who do you reverence the more? Who do you, who do you worship the more? But here he is, put his sons above the Lord. And by doing that, it brought judgment upon himself. Because if you got to read the story, Eli ended up falling back. He was a big man. Broke his neck. The temple of the ark of God was taken out of the temple. The pagans took it. And I ain't got time to get into all that. But this is the one I want to get into right here. Uh, and he goes on. And uh, I'll turn to chapter 5, 4, I'm sorry, real quick. When the Holy Spirit moves out, judgment comes in. You know, I, I, I was telling him, I think we're talking to Booger about it. Do we really take seriously our worship? Seriously. When we place anything above that and honoring the Lord, do we really consider the judgment we can bring upon ourselves? This is the same God. This, what I'm telling you, it's the same Holy Spirit. We should never place men and people and marriages and children and whatever above the Lord. Now, this is the daughter-in-law, uh, Eli's daughter-in-law, Phineas' wife. She was with child in verse uh, 19 of chapter 4. It says, now his daughter-in-law, Phineas' wife, was with child, due to be delivered. And when she heard the news that the ark of God was captured. Now listen, praise. That ark was a symbol of God's presence. Come on, somebody. That's the one that Moses built with the, the angels on top of it. The ark, where he put the Ten Commandments, and he put Aaron's rod, and he put the bowl of manna in there. There was a power there because of, of, of the presence of God. And when you see the fire of God, it went out. The Holy Spirit got out. And then it comes the, the, uh, the Philistines, and they take that ark, and they leave with it. And something that happened, the only one that had, <laughs> had any sense, it seems like, is Phineas' wife. Because she knew. 
that this ark was a symbol of God's power. Okay? And he says here, And she heard the news that the ark of God was captured, and that her father-in-law and her, brother, her husband's husband were dead. She bowed herself and gave birth, for her labor pains had come upon her. And about the time of her death, she died giving birth. Listen. She died giving birth. Time of her death, the woman who stood by her said to her, Do not fear, for you have borne the son. But she did not answer. Nor did she regard it. Then she named the child Ichabod. Ichabod, saying, The glory of the Lord is departed. My God. My God, help us. When the glory of God has departed out of his church, you can write Ichabod on, on, on the front door. When God's presence is no longer in a body or in a church. Now this is, this is the temple, but the same Holy Ghost that was in the temple, the same presence of God is supposed to be in the church today. And when we start explaining the Holy Ghost out or kicking the Holy Ghost out and say, we don't need the Holy Ghost. Shouldn't we write Ichabod on the front door? Well, God's presence is not welcome. The Holy Ghost is not welcome. We can't have parties and, and we can't do the things the world's doing with the Holy Ghost in the church. Come on, y'all. It makes me so mad when I see churches dressing up in Halloween costumes to celebrate Satan's day. God help us. I can understand Christmas because it represents the birth of Christ supposed to be. But when people are going to dress up, Christians are going to dress up. Or when they're going to get together for the Super Bowl and have hot Super Bowl parties in the house of God. Which is nothing but plain idolatry. Paganism in the highest. Where's the Holy Ghost? Right? What is this building here for? It's to represent Christ. Why are you here for? To represent. What do we need to do that? We need the Holy Spirit in the church. Excuse me. We need the Holy Spirit present. Ichabod, she called her son. Because God had moved out. Oh, Lord. God's presence had moved out. We need the Holy Ghost in Coda Homes. We need the Holy Ghost in the presence in this church. We need the presence of God able to move and operate. What is the Holy Ghost? The Holy Ghost is a teacher, a comforter, and a rebuker, a corrector. It'll tell you what Jesus already told you. It'll confirm whatever Jesus already taught you. Ichabod. Ichabod, the glory of the Lord is departed. That's the name of the message this morning, Lord, if I put on the, on, on, on the internet. Ichabod. The glory of the Lord is departed. I don't know about you, but for me, personally, when I can't feel his presence, I don't feel right. When I don't feel his presence when I'm worshiping, when I don't feel his, the burning desire when I'm reading his word, I, I don't feel right. I got to ask myself, God, what's wrong? And a lot of times it's because we have done something to offend him. And sometimes he lets us go through a valley. I don't know about you, but I've been through valleys and it's not necessarily a sin because God's testing us. 
There's times God moves on me, I can't wait to go pray. But there's times I'm praying, a couple of days go by, I don't hear from him. Because God is trying to teach me a principle. You don't worship me by feeling, son. You worship me by faith. You worship me according to, listen, I heard, I think it was Brother Swagger him again. I'm going to quote him again. He said, faith is the, is the object. No, faith is the, the vehicle. Jesus is the object. I said, man, that's good. If Jesus is your object, faith is your vehicle. Faith is where you gain access to the Lord, right? My God, I feel the Holy Ghost in Faith is where you agree. Listen, you don't have faith, you're not getting to the Lord. Without faith, there's no Holy Ghost. <laughs> Come on, somebody. Listen, listen, when the Holy Spirit is inspiring you, feel the faith, that's the Spirit of God in you, drawing you to Jesus. There's not a person in this room that hasn't got saved because the Holy Spirit did convict you. The Holy Ghost came and said, You're a sinner and you need to be saved. I want to give you an opportunity, oh God, to make your life right with God. <laughs> I want to give you an opportunity to serve Jesus. I want to give you an opportunity to, to, to do a work and serve me with your life. I want to save you from the fires of hell. I want to give you a life where you can enter into heaven one day with eternal hope and eternal glory and eternal worship. Listen, if you're not a good worshiper, when you get to heaven, you're going to be miserable. Because they got that over. <laughs> they worship God every minute, every second. Listen, time don't matter. You can be worshiping God in one spot for 100 years and not even notice the time had passed by. Because it's, listen, you ever got there when you was worshiping and time just passed? You didn't even, even Listen, I had an incident a while back where I was listening to a little lady play the piano. I mean, she was good, man. She was, you could sense the presence of God. And I was just there. I was just worshiping. And you know what? I didn't, want to, I didn't care about time. I, the presence of God was so real. I said, God, that's what I want. I'm not going to worry. Listen, worry about what I got to do tomorrow. I'll worry about what I got to do. I want to know. I want to work. The time is now. The time is to worship now. It's in the Holy Ghost. Okay. I want you to turn with Matthew real quick, chapter 25. Get a couple of more verses and we're going to. You know, sometimes you don't have to say a whole lot. <laughs> Listen. I want you to hear this this morning, okay? I read this sometime about the ten virgins. Five were wise, five were foolish. And I just want to go on one verse in that passage, in chapter 25. The bridegroom had called, all right? He's coming. And all the virgins got up, and back then they would trim their lamps. They had a little oil vessel, a lamp, and they would trim it. And five of them took oil with them, and five didn't take oil, right? And the bridegroom came. And the five foolish said unto the wise, give us some of your oil. Listen, I don't mind sharing my oil with you. But I got to have some for me. But there's not enough. Go and buy for yourself. And while they were about going, trying to find some oil. And that's like a lot of Christians. They're trying to find the Holy Ghost on every other avenue. That, but what God said. 
The Holy Spirit is there to pour that oil into your lamp. If that Holy Ghost is not lighting your lamp, you could forget about it. Oh, I went to church all my life. I sang all the songs. I, I listened to all the sermons. If the Holy Spirit is not in your life, burning in your life, you're not going to make it. People say this, and, and, and oh, I, I agree and I don't agree. People say, well, you don't have to be, have the Holy Ghost to get to heaven. Well, yes, you do, because the Holy Ghost got to move in when you get saved. Now, if that lamp is not continually refurbished, the oil is not continually put in, you won't be ready. I'm afraid, y'all, and I say this not, not <laughs> there's a lot of people in the church got empty lamps. The fire of God has gone out. Come on, somebody. I'm going to tell you something, a testimony for me. I sat in this church for many years, listening to some of the best preaching. A lot of times I backslid in that chair. You know what? It wasn't the preaching that was a problem. It was me. But when I seen preachers that had light, I saw the desire for God. It made me want to draw closer to the light. I want with that preacher God. I want with that brother God. I want with that sister God. Because I've seen the difference. I've seen people for years, and you and all of us have been in church a long time, have seen people that come to church, you couldn't get a, a, a spark out of them. But there's those that you knew that was something different. You know what I'm saying? They were, they were excited. They were, they, they were hearing the word. And somebody sitting right next to them, they're just looking at their clock. Oh, sure, the preacher don't take, take us too long today. You know, it's no desire for God. They were just here on obligation of a religious spirit. That's all it was. But those that had that fire, those that had that desire, are still serving God today. Come on, somebody. Why are you here this morning? You're here because God wants to fill your lamps. Come on, somebody. Because God wants to fill your lamp with the Holy Ghost. And it just troubles me. I don't know, but to hear people explain the power of God out of the church. People say, well, like I said earlier, it's not for today. God don't do miracles. I was with the you, tell you know what that is? That's a sorry excuse for unbelief. Because they don't have enough faith to believe what the Bible says. You come on, somebody. They don't have enough faith to believe that Jesus walked on water and Jesus healed and raised the dead and Jesus opened the eyes of the blind. That's their problem. Stop making excuses. If the power of God is not evident in my life because I have unbelief. Stop passing on it. We've died with the apostles, or it, it was done away with. The, no, it never was done away with. The same God that raised up Jesus lives in me. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody. The same God that poured out on that day of Pentecost lives in me. The same God that started the day of Pentecost and be fulfilled lives in me. Hallelujah. Yeah. Same God. He ain't changed. He hasn't changed. He's the same God. Same God that parted the Red Sea lives in me. Come on, somebody. The same God that saved Daniel from the lion's den lived in me. Same God that strengthened Samuel that he killed a thousand. Samson with a thousand Philistines with a jawbone of a donkey lives in me. Oh, Jesus. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. Come on, somebody. Listen, you, know, you, you want to believe the truth? You want to believe the Holy Ghost? This is what it's about. One day, Paul and Silas were sitting in that jail cell. And you know what? It was dark. I said that one. This wasn't a holiday inn. Come on. It smelled. It was stinky. They had bugs and lice and, and everything that could possibly crawl up a man's skin. But they found time to worship God. <laughs> Come on, somebody. They, my God. Listen. See that? What was in that jawbone of Samson had? It didn't stay there. Come on. What was in Moses' rod? It didn't stay there. <laughs> listen. Y'all listening to me this morning. No, come on. And what, what, what was, listen, it didn't stay there. Paul and Silas were praying, and all of a sudden, it moved into Paul and Silas. You know why God wants to move in you, hallelujah? You know why the Holy Ghost wants to move in you? He don't want to stay in a jawbone. He don't want to stay in a rod. He wants to, he wants to move in you. We need the Holy Ghost. We need the power of God back in the church. When he broke our heart. I mean, believe. Remember when y'all first come to Christ? Man, you would weep every time you think about Jesus. I mean, you want to worship every time somebody would quote something out of the Bible. Everything was exciting. It was new, man. You felt like a brand new person. You was. <laughs> Woo. Let me read this verse. Verse 7. And he says, Then all those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps. Foo said to the wise, give us some of your oil, for our lamps are going out. <laughs> Hallelujah. Please, if you got an empty lamp this morning, fill it. <laughs> and you're not going to get it by me laying hands on it. You're going to get it by asking God. Fill my lamp, Lord God. Give me all in my lamp, keep me burning. Give me all in my lamp, I pray. Give me all in my lamp, keep it burning. Keep me burning till the break of day. And go on, sing Hosanna, sing Hosanna, sing Hosanna to the King of Kings. Sing Hosanna, sing Hosanna, sing Hosanna to the King. Bring praise unto God. Fill that lamp back up. Praise God. Get excited. Jesus Christ is coming. Praise God. I want some oil in my lamp. Praise God. I want it all the way to the top. I said, you know what? I, I, I don't know if we call it a vision or, or something. I just see when Jesus comes back. And you ever saw, especially when it's dark and you take a picture of the earth, you see the little specks of light from each city. But that's how it's going to be when Jesus comes back. He's going to look for yours, Sister Kathy, yours, Yvette, yours, Mom, yours, Mama, yours, all of us. He's going to see them little lights. <laughs> He's going to see them little light, lights in the midst of a dark world. And he said, that's one, get them. That's one, get her. That's one, grab her. That's the one that see the light. Go. He's going to get you when he's going to see your light. But you're going to be raptured up and caught up to meet the Lord because the light in your lamp is going to be full. Hallelujah. Keep me all in my lamp. Keep me. Listen, we ain't got time for all the junk you see out there. Praise God. Listen, I ain't got time to hear people's excuses. The reason why Christians don't make it today because they devoided the Holy Ghost. They preached him out of the church, y'all. And they preached him out of their lives. Because they listened to some sorry preacher. Say, he ain't, it, it, don't, it was done away with. We don't need that today. The Holy Ghost, we don't need that today. Cool, yes, we need it. Lord showed me a couple of weeks back, a month or so back. He said, son, if it was good enough then, it's good enough now. He said, if what was preached to you when you got born again 
worked, it works now. It's not, it ain't changed because some preacher said it. It ain't changed because some religion said it. It ain't saying because somebody said we don't need it. Call him what he is or them what they are, liars. When you start saying Jesus doesn't do what he did in the book of Acts, he's a liar. Because he's the same God, the same power, the same Jesus. Just think if God starts a fire here, y'all. And it burns, man. It burns. People know something's going on. The power of the conviction going on. People are going to be, listen, they'll be dropping them. Listen, people say, you're dreaming. But the Holy Ghost got the power to do it. They'll be dropping them, them cans of beers and them marijuana joints and them sodomite uh, uh, relationships they're in. And they start really, this is sin. This is sin. Something's telling me I've got to change my life. Something's, it starts in Coda Homes in this building. It depends if we want the fire to burn. That's don't put it out, y'all. Go to your house and pray. God, fill my, fill my land and let that fire burn. Praise God. Let it go out around. Tell somebody about Jesus. Tell them they can be saved and come to Christ. I did a, a, a teaching a while back on, 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 on the shepherd. You know the worst thing a shepherd could have is a barren sheep. He doesn't produce anything. And you know what happens to that sheep? Lamb chops. He's gone. I don't want to be that kind of sheep, praise God. I don't want to bear sheep. <laughs> I want to bear other sheep. I want to lead people to Jesus. Come on. I'm going to tell you the man that inspired me more about witnesses is Brother Cole. I went with him a couple of places. I watched him. There wasn't a time he didn't. <laughs> Come on. I watched him. That wasn't a time that man didn't tell somebody about the Lord. He didn't waste an opportunity. The man that puts it on his truck, repent for the kingdom of heaven. That, you know, it's still there. I think it's just God. <laughs> Was a desire to see people saved. A desire to see people live in a victorious life for the Lord. And you know what? You see that kind of stuff. I was a young Christian when I started coming here. But I saw it. Come on, somebody. And I wouldn't trade it for nothing. Because like I said earlier, it made a difference because there was some lamp in them, them, them. There was some oil in those lamps. There was some fire happening. And God help us if we ever get to the point, well, I'm just satisfied with a quarter of a percent of oil. If I, I just can be, you know, you ever got that point? I just want to make it. I don't want to just make it. Praise God. I want to experience God. I want the Holy Ghost. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. I want you to turn with me one more. Chapter 2 of 1 Timothy. 2 Timothy, I'm sorry. 2 Timothy, chapter 2. You know what convinces me a lot about 2 Timothy, chapter 3. I'm sorry. About people. Listen, for most preachers, a lot of them, and I'm, I'm, I can't pick on all of them. They got good ones out there. Listen, don't, don't think for a minute they don't have some good preachers preaching the gospel. They do. Men of God that are fired up for the Lord. But it's getting few and short. When I say, listen, because a, a preacher quotes a Bible verse, I don't make him of God. 
I mean, they read the, the Bible in the Catholic Church. But they don't, they don't tell you how to live for God. They don't tell you how. It's, it's, you've got to be part of their system, right? You've got to go through the sacraments, and you've got to go through the system to make it to heaven. But my Bible says in Romans chapter 10, verse 9, Whosoever shall, who shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. With the mouth, confession is made unto righteousness. And with the heart, they believe unto righteousness. But you see, a lot of people they say, well, that's good. But we have this other stuff. You know what I'm saying? I had one little preacher tell me out of San Martinville. says, oh, no, you got to be water baptized to be saved. I said, you mean to tell me dunking somebody in the water is going to get your sins away? I said, I believe that the cross was enough. You know what he told me? He said, I don't believe the cross is enough. God help him. Boogie was with me. He told me the very same thing. Because he's so great engraved in, in uh, Acts uh, 2.38. You know what I'm saying? Be baptized for the remission of sin in the name of And you don't, you don't read the rest of it. Because if there's no repentance, there's no salvation. The thief on the cross wasn't baptized. Oh, but they say now, but the rain came down and it fell on him and he was baptized. Well, I've got news for you. That's not what he's talking about. And Jesus said, today, today, you'll be with me in paradise. That, 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 that thief got saved. And he's with the Lord today. But anyway... But this know that in the last days, perilous times or troubled times shall come. For men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money. And I don't want to get off into preaching about money-loving preachers because they got them. And they're preaching more of themselves than the Lord. Watch. For men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boastful, proud, blasphemers. Disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, unforgiving, slanderous, without, without self-control, brutal, despisers of good trade, heady-minded, haughty, lovers of pleasures more than lovers, lovers of God. Now, if I stop there, well, that's, that's the world, man. I mean, the world's doing that. But read the next line. Having what? Having a form of godliness, but the denying the power. What's the power? The Holy Ghost. They'll have a form. They'll look godly. They'll, they'll, they'll sound good. They'll, they'll look like religious people. But they'll deny the power. You're not going to change without the Holy Ghost. You're not going to walk with God without the Holy Ghost. Your life is going to stay exactly where it is without the Holy Ghost. I asked a person this week, and listen, I'm closing. And he, he goes from church to church, and he says he tries to find fault with preachers. The fault is him. I asked him, I said, in the last five years, how, how have you changed? Have you grown in the Lord? Did the Lord change your life? You know, he never answered me. He went off into something else. Because it hasn't. He doesn't have the Holy Ghost. He can talk about the Bible till he's blue in the face. If his life hasn't changed, if the Holy Ghost is not present in his life to change, he don't have God. If he does, he better wake up quick because he's about ready to, to lose it. Why hasn't he changed? Because he denounced 
the Word of God and the Spirit of God. Every time God tried to speak into his life, he'd find somebody else to tell him something else. Find some preacher that'll tell him he's just fine where he's at. Well, he's not. I'm going to ask you a question. And I've asked my own self this question. I have changed in the last few years a lot. My attitude toward people, to how I approach sinners. You know, now if somebody tells me, take your God and go run off with him, get get him away from him, and then I'm going to just dust my feet. But there are a lot of people hurting out there, and the world is not giving them the answer, right? They're looking for the answer. I don't mind sitting among drunks if they want to hear about Jesus. I'm not going to drink with them. I won't go in the bar room or nothing like that, but I'll, I'll go. Listen, they can blow smoke in my face. They can do whatever they want. But Jesus went among the sinners, and he told the Pharisees, he says, I didn't come for the righteous, but for the sinner. See, those that are right don't need a physician, but those that are sick do. See? I've done talked to a lot of people in the last couple of years that has, I could see that their lives are not right. And I sat down and I told that, that old boy the that, other that day, I said, man, I said, you're the problem. You're the problem. Stop looking to man for the answer and look to God. That's exactly what I told him. I said, I'm, I'm not interested. I don't go to church to please man. I go to church to please God. I don't come to church to look good and, and say I'm, I'm just as religious as the next guy. I go to church to know God, to draw close to the Lord. And most Christians, they, they, they won't go to church if somebody looks at them cross-eyed. Praise God. Come on, be for real. You're not here for a person. You're here for Jesus. <coughs> You're here for the Lord. You're here to learn. You're here to, 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 to get what the Holy Ghost has for you. They'll have a form of godliness, but deny the power thereof. What does the rest say? From such, turn away. Listen, if they, they, even, they even can preach. Like my wife said yesterday, they, they study. They know how to say the right words. And, the right, and, they, and, and most Christians just buy it. But you ask them, what do you think about the Holy Ghost? Do, do we, should we be filled with the Holy Ghost? Should we see healings? Oh, no, that's done away with. Turn away from them. That's what, I, I, that's what, that's what the Bible says. They'll look godly. They'll, they'll quote scriptures. They'll, act, they'll have a form of godliness. How many know a Catholic priest has a form of godliness on him? No, but seriously. They, 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 they claim to be of God. They're dressed in the costumes, but they're lost. Protestant preachers. That get up and look for excitement. You know, you, if you don't have a church and somebody starts swabbling on the floor and twisting himself, then that's, that's not the Holy Ghost. I'm not saying it don't happen, but that's not what you look for. If you don't comb your hair like us and cut your hair like us or dress like us, then you don't know God. That's the stupid. My faith is not what I wear. Thank God we got to dress modest. <laughs> But that's not what I'm talking about. If I look to dress a certain way, to be righteous, then something's wrong. I don't want a form of godliness. I want somebody looks in my eyes and says, Brother Lanny loves the Lord. I can see the passion for Christ in his face. 
That's what I expect when I share with somebody. Somebody said, well, you ought to wear a suit, but I don't like suits, okay? <laughs> I might wear one once in a while, but I just, I mean, as long as I'm, I'm, I look I'm comfortable, I mean, I'm going to come looking like a slob, <laughs> but I just don't, I don't like suits, okay? Does that change the Holy Ghost in my life? No. Should I dress like preacher so-and-so and brother so-and-so? No. How is that going to make me more anointed? Already, I don't look too good already. <laughs> I got to depend on the Lord to look good. <laughs> I got no more shame. Yo. I, listen, praise God. I am what I am by the grace of God, Paul said. <laughs> Paul, he said, I didn't come to you with excellence of speech and man's wisdom, but in the power and the demonstration of the Holy Spirit. I can talk till I'm blue in the face. Can I demonstrate this word? I better be able to demonstrate it. I better be able to lay hands on sick and they be healed. I better be able to give a word from the Lord and it affect your life. Okay. <laughs> hey, let's stand up, praise God. Uh, is your lamp out? If you're, is your fire gone? Listen, I'm not here to judge anybody, seriously, honestly. Huh? Kindling. We need a bonfire. <laughs> Hallelujah. Now listen, I'm not asking for nobody to come up here or nothing. I just want you to bow your head a minute. And this is between you and the Lord, okay? Seriously. It's between you and the Lord. And you have to ask yourself, God is my lamp out of oil. This is the fire of your fire in my life have gone out. Simple question. Praise God, because you can put people on the spot. It, it won't change them. There has to be a decision in your own heart, man. And I'm going to pray. Father, help us, Lord Jesus. Father, let us see, God, where we're at today. God, let us, let us have the fires of you. You're burning in our lives and our hearts, Father. Father, forgive us for being lukewarm or even cold, Lord God. Let us strengthen that, that what, what remains in us, as the book of Revelation says. Father, never let be written across our chest, Ichabod. Spirit of God, come in. Spirit of God, live in our hearts and our lives. Give us the power to live for you. Father, give us the power to follow you and to serve you with all of our hearts. God, let us, as Jesus said, don't concern yourself with the affairs of this life. Let us not focus upon the things of this life, but upon the Holy Ghost, upon you, Lord. Your word is stable. Your word is everlasting. The spirit is everlasting. Today, God, in this church, Father, hear us. Hear us, Lord God. Cry out to you, Lord God. We need our lamps full of oil. Fill our oil lamps this morning, Lord God. Fill our oil lamps this morning, Lord God. Fill our oil lamps this morning, Lord God. Father, we thank you. Jesus' name. Keep worshiping, okay? Just a few minutes. Keep working, worshiping just a few minutes, amen? Hallelujah. 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 Welcome, Holy Spirit. We are in your presence. 
fill us with your power. Come live inside of me. Welcome, Holy Spirit. We are in your presence. Fill us with your power. Come live inside of me. You're my living water. Never dry in fountain. Everlasting counselor. Come live inside of me. Welcome, Holy Spirit. My God, we thank you, Lord. We are in your presence. Fill us with your power. Live inside of me. Welcome, Holy Spirit. We are in your presence. Fill us with your power. Live inside of me. Fill us with your power, Lord God. Hallelujah, Lord. Oh, Jesus, we need you, Holy Ghost. You're my living one. Trying fountain, everlasting counselor, come live inside of me. Welcome, Holy Spirit. We are in your presence. Fill us with your power. Live inside me. Hallelujah. Let's give Jesus a praise offering this morning. Praise God. Thank God for his precious spirit. Amen.